0: In this episode, I want to continue the conversation from yesterday's episode about which diet you should choose, which one is right for you. How do you know which one is right for you? When you look at different diets that a lot of people are doing, like paleo and keto, vegan, vegetarian, counting calories, counting macros, there are a lot of different choices out there. And yesterday's episode we talked about the fact that the very first thing that you have to figure out is yourself. You have to figure out where you are right now and where you want to be and then choose a diet based on what what which one which diet fits where you're at right now and then can make the transition to where you want to be. So for example, Uh, one of the examples I gave was that I would love to, maybe not anymore, but there was a time that I really, really wanted to become a vegetarian, that I wanted to cut out meat. But the problem was that I loved meat. (laughs) And the problem was that I was, uh, that I am someone, I need a lot of food. That's just part of my biochemistry. I need to eat a lot of food. And so, in order for me to go from a meat eater to a vegetarian, I can't just throw myself into a vegetarian diet. I would have to figure out a way to transition myself there. So maybe I wouldn't choose uh, a vegetarian diet. So to you know, I, maybe I wouldn't choose that right away. But maybe I would choose to start counting my macros instead. Maybe uh, counting my macros and getting in a certain, you know, a certain percentage of of carbohydrates and proteins and fats and those types of things and staying within that window, perhaps that would be something that would help me make the transition. So, what I want to talk about is I want to give you just some a few questions that you can ask yourself in order to figure out what would work best for you in order to figure out which one of these uh, diets that you should choose. And uh, and, and this will be uh, precipitated on the fact that you already know, that you've already done your research. So I'm not going to talk about what each of these diets entails. I I want you to do that research uh, and I want you to figure that out. I want you to look at the pros and cons and look at people's experiences, do your homework, and then come back and ask yourself these particular questions to know which one you should go for, which one you should choose. So that's what this episode is going to be about. But before I dive in, in case this is your first time listening, my name is is Lanae urban i 'm a nutrition and lifestyle coach, and i 'm all about a very practical, gentle, effortless approach to weight loss when uh, as a society, when we think about weight loss, we think about diet and exercise, but my own journey taught me that diet and exercise are only fifty percent of the formula that can get you to sustainable weight loss. You will hear me frequently talk about weight loss. But when I, when Lene Urban talks about weight loss, I'm talking about the kind of weight loss that uh, you experience and the weight does not come back. 95% of people who lose weight eventually gain it back within two years. So when I say weight loss, when I talk about weight loss, I'm talking about the kind of weight loss that will never, ever come back. And rest-based weight loss is the approach that I took in order to lose about 33 pounds and 12% of my body fat four years ago, and that has kept me from gaining it back for the past four years. This rest-based weight loss is not a diet, it's not a weight loss regimen, it's not a program. It is a very individual, it's looking at yourself as an individual, figuring out who you are and figuring out what you'll be able to sustain. Not necessarily following something so black and white, but knowing where to add in the gray so that you can stay on that plan all the way until you reach your goals. If you have any questions specifically about you, because weight loss is so individual. If you have any questions about you, your journey, what will work for you, and how that all fits into what I talk about here in terms of rest-based weight loss, then I want you to go to operationfixmylife.com slash question and answer. Submit that question or comment to me, and I'll come on live, I'll talk about it, I'll address it for everyone. And, uh, and that's what I want to do, especially because for the next 365 days, I'm going to be coming here every single day. Uh, and for those of you that can't watch live... The uh, I'm, I record these episodes at the same time. I record them for my podcast, Rest-Based Weight Loss. And you can go to anchor.fm to catch up on any episodes that you've missed, all right? So let's talk about which diet works for you, which one you should choose, and the questions that you have to ask yourself in order to figure out which one, which diet works for you. I'll only give you a few questions and then um, you, we can start there. And then uh, I'll, I'll come live again. I mean, I'm coming on here every day so I can give you guys just some more tips and tricks and more questions to ask yourself for which one you should choose. But the, the major questions are, number one, this is the most important question. Do you have a sweet tooth? Do you love sugar? Do you love desserts? Do you love chocolate? Do you love cookies? Do you are do you have a sweet tooth? Have you ever tried to give up sweets and then found yourself just gorging and binging yourself on sweets? That question and or do you need caffeine? Do you need caffeine in order to survive? Do you need caffeine to wake you up in the mornings, to get you focused and and, you know, and ready to go? Um, that question can be tied together and it can be either or, or it can also be both. So if you are someone that needs sugar and you need caffeine, you need those things, then I want to tell you that whatever diet you choose should not be a diet that is low in carbs and low in starch and low in sugar. So low carb, low starch, low sugar, that is not a diet that you would want to start and jump on without making some sort of accommodation some some accommodations for yourself. So that's the first question. Do you have a sweet tooth? That's the first question you have to ask yourself. The second question is do you have a salty savory tooth? Like if i gave you a plate of sugar cookies or a bag of chips would you knock the sugar cookies out of my hand and grab the chips right away? So that's the second question you have to ask yourself. Do you have more of a salty carb tooth? You can you can like, maybe there are a couple desserts that you really like, like more of the chocolate variety, but you actually really enjoy potato chips and French fries, you know, those salty carbs. If so, then you're actually in a better position than the sweet (laughs) tooth. Than people with the with the sweet tooth are. You're actually in a better position, and you actually have probably a wider variety of diets to be able to choose from. Because all you have to do is take any of these diets that I listed in the description, take any of them, and just make sure that all of your meals have a lot of flavor. Make sure that all of your meals have enough salt, have enough pepper, have enough seasoning. Is not bland, not boring, and you'll you'll be able to pretty much stick to like anything okay? So if you have a salty tooth, rejoice. Your road down the diet, uh, your path down the diet road won't be as uh, difficult as, as someone with a sweet tooth, okay? So that's the second question you have to ask yourself. First question, do you have a sweet tooth? Second question, do you have a salty tooth? Here's the third question. Do you just, do you eat large portions of food? So when you go and to make your plate, are the portion sizes that you, like, do you go back for seconds? Do you go back for thirds frequently? Do you find yourself when you sit down or you order, you know, you go to a restaurant and you order something from a restaurant, are you someone that can pretty much finish everything on your plate? Or do you find yourself like taking half or more of the food of the leftovers home for leftovers? If you can go to, if you go to a restaurant and you're served a big portion of food and you can finish everything on your plate, Or if you're someone when you cook at home or you eat at home, do you typically go back for seconds? Even if you're feeling like, man, I feel good, I've had enough, but that food was really good, I'm going back, I'm going back for more. Are you someone that likes to eat large portions, large portion sizes of food? If so, then uh, counting calories is not for you, okay? Don't even do it. If you are someone that likes to eat a lot of food, and you cannot get up from a table, you cannot get up from a plate until you feel like you are stuffed, don't count calories. Don't do it. Don't download the calorie, don't even bother. Don't download the calorie counting app, don't. Uh, I am someone who is genetically predisposed to eating a lot of food. And that is partial. it's partially like genetic, it's partially behavioral, but when I was younger, I had a really fast metabolism. And so not only could I eat a lot of food in one sitting, but I also was, I was, I was hungry two hours later and I was ready to eat again two hours later. So all of the diets that I tried when I started trying to lose weight, they all involved counting calories. They all involved staying within a certain calorie window, and I failed every time. If I stayed within that calorie window, I was starving, and I was like obsessing over eating, obsessing over food. It wouldn't take it would only be about seventy two three to four days, seventy two hours or so before uh, I would blow my calories and and that would be out the door. So for someone like me, what probably would have worked better uh, would probably have been counting my macros? That probably would have worked better. maybe I'm not sure uh, it depends. But I know for sure what worked for me was eating more of a keto diet. I mentioned this in the last episode, eating more of a keto diet worked for me because adding a lot of fat into my diet, fat is not, fat is not something that satisfies hunger. Okay. Protein and carbohydrates satisfy hunger. Protein, fiber, and carbohydrates. So that's why when people are hungry, they typically either gravitate toward like a really carb and starch-heavy meal, or they gravitate toward like the meat and potatoes, you know, kind of meal, because that's like nice and dense, it's nice and heavy. So protein, carbohydrates, and fiber, fibrous like you know, fiber, either fibrous vegetables or fiber like starchy fibers, you know, though, that satisfies hunger. Fat doesn't satisfy hunger fat actually uh creates satiation. The difference between satisfaction, which is like you're not hungry anymore versus satiation. Satiation is that like unspoken feeling that you have when you get up from a plate and it like hits the spot. Do you know what I mean? Do you know like if you have a whole entire plate of food and you eat the whole thing and it's a lot of food, you eat the whole thing and then you feel like That didn't hit the spot. I feel like there's I need some dessert or I need something. You know, I need a drink or something like that. That's that's what satiation is. So fat is one of those things that provides satiation. Fat, good fats, healthy fats. Fat in general hits the spot. So that's why a lot of people when they're hungry. And they have not separated their feelings of hunger from feelings of I need something to hit the spot as well. A lot of people go for both at the same time. So those meals are typically very uh, starch, carbohydrate, and protein, and fat heavy. Anything fried, anything fried. Fried chicken, fried fish, french fries, uh, anything fried. That's, that typically has the protein and the carbohydrates to satisfy hunger and the fat because it's fried in oil to to give that satiation. So for me, the reason why eating more of a keto diet worked for me was because not only did I have to walk away from my meals feeling full, but I also had to walk away feeling satiated, like that meal hit the spot. And so that meant that I could essentially only eat really like proteins, vegetables, but as long, I could eat proteins and vegetables and I would always want like some carbs or something afterwards. But if I added any fat on top of it, if I added any fat with that meal, whether or not the, the meat and the vegetables were cooked in like coconut oil or uh, olive oil, or if I added like avocado to my meal, avocado to my salad, or like avocado to my tuna, avocado to my, my omelet, that was like, oh my gosh. Not only would I be full from the protein, but I would also be satiated from the fat. So if you're someone that needs to eat a lot of food, counting calories, perhaps maybe counting macros, may it's that probably won't be for you. Becoming a vegetarian, becoming a vegan, unless you're able to eat a lot of vegetables every one and a half to two hours, that probably won't work for you either. Okay? So that's that question. Do you require a lot of food when you eat? So what was question number one? Do you have a sweet tooth? Question number two, do you have a salty tooth, like a savory tooth? Question number three, do you need a lot of food? Do you need a lot of food? And then the last question is, are you someone um, that struggles or do you find yourself craving foods when you become emotional? Are you someone, if you are feeling kind of down, if you're feeling kind of sad, if you're feeling stressed out, are you someone that uh, finds yourself like running to, 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 foods, no matter what kind of food it is. It could be sweets. It could be salty, you know, salty chips and, and those things. It could just be, it could be whatever. Are you an emotional eater? Are, are, are your emotions directly tied to your cravings? Do you have behavioral cravings? Like when you sit down to watch TV, does it not feel right for you to be able to watch TV without like snacking on something? That's the last question that you have to ask yourself. If so, then this question is, this question is a little bit different and a little more complex because this, this particular uh, question is not so much about which diet you should choose, but it's more so about the fact that you actually, no matter what diet you, you choose, it, it's not going to work for you. You will always go back to the emotional eating. You'll always go back to the snacking. You'll never stop going back to that behavioral craving unless you change your lifestyle, unless you start implementing some more self-care, rest and relaxation techniques to start buffering and uh, start breaking that tie from your emotional eating or your behavioral eating and your behavioral cravings. That is probably, that's very difficult because that is like, those are circumstances, those are habits that you've built up probably over the span of years, years, maybe a lifetime, you've built up that habit. And so that means that that habit is going to take years to break. And a lot of people, I work with a lot of emotional eaters and a lot of them will be on plan they'll find their their you know diet plan their exercise plan they'll jump on board everything will be okay but then after work at nighttime after the dishes all, are all done they'll find themselves sitting on the couch and like snacking on chips because it's a it's a behavior it's a behavior that they are so used to so used to doing And these people, emotional eaters, or people with behavioral cravings, they have the most difficult time with consistency, they have the most difficult time with patience, they have the most difficult time just sticking to, just staying on track and not giving up. Because they can't understand why they can get to the end of the day, have all the food they could ever need, be satiated and satisfied not need anything, but then still be craving. Still be craving the ice cream, still be craving the cookies, still be craving the chips. That can be very, very discouraging, very disheartening um, for those people. And a lot of those people feel like they'll never be able to break that habit. But if you are, if you fit that criteria, I I want you to know, I'm just giving you a heads up that it doesn't matter which diet you choose. I mean, maybe, you know, depending on some of the first questions I asked, but for you specifically, you won't be able to achieve your goal and you won't be able to sustain any results that you that you get until you work on severing that emotional behavior and attachment to food. So for you, it's more so about your lifestyle than it is about what you eat. Okay, so uh, those are just four major questions that I want you to ask yourself as you start doing your research on each of these different diets and options that you can choose from. Uh, do everything pros cons everything everything Um, do your research and then ask yourself these four questions find out where you fit and then continue to follow continue to follow continue to follow uh, this rest-based weight loss series because over this next year we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about ways to be able to connect the answer to those questions to which diet programs and exercise programs that are already out there that you can be able to choose from so that you can uh, achieve and sustain your weight loss, Okay. Uh, Any questions that you want me to address live on one of these episodes, please go to operationfixmylife.com slash question and answer. Submit your question there. I'll come on live, and I'll talk about it, Okay. Merry early Christmas. I will be here again on Christmas Day, 365 days all year, every single day. I'm coming on here to do this. So Merry early Christmas. Don't forget, if you, don't, if you miss one of these live episodes, go to anchor.fm slash Lene Urban or something. I'll link it in the description. But these are also on my podcast. I get a lot more listens on my podcast than I do views on my Facebook Live. So check out the podcast, all right? Thanks so much.